Welcome back to the Dewhawk Dozen podcast, where each month the Young Alumni Advisory Board nominates one stellar graduate of the last decade to interview and to share their story. Regardless of where they're from or where they are now, their time at Loras connects them all. Let's Let's do do this. Welcome back to the Dewhawk Dozen podcast, where the Loris Young Alumni Advisory Board spotlights a young graduate. My name is Anna Johnson, and today we have one of my fellow 2018 classmates, Allie Bergmeier, joining us today. Welcome, Allie. Thanks, Anna. Absolutely. You were selected as our September Dewhawk Dozen due to all the ways you continue to be a part of, to give back to, um, all the communities that you participate in, including the Loris community. And as a student, you were active in dance marathon, athletics, and more. And so now you're an active member of the Dubuque community and through your work as a real estate agent and a CrossFit coach. So you are so personable, enthusiastic, passionate about what you do, and that's exactly why we're excited to have you here today. Wow, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) of course. So obviously your story has evolved over the last five years since uh, we both graduated actually in 2018, but if we kind of go back to the beginning, I think you were a Bellevue native originally? Correct, yeah, small town, about 20 minutes south. Yeah, so was that part of the reason why you ended up at Loris, or what was your kind of reason for coming to Loris? So Bellevue is a town of 2000. So Dubuque, in my eye, was a big city living. Yeah. And so um, while also not being too far from my family. So I'm definitely a homebody um, and looking at colleges within a one to two hour radius um, to play basketball originally. Um, So I was getting recruited here along with some other um, IAC uh, teams and colleges, but um, ultimately the vibe and the people and some of my teammates at the time, um, I ended up choosing Morris. Wow, was it an easy decision for you, or were you stuck between a couple different schools? No, it it ended up being a really, really easy decision. Yeah, I had the same experience, too. (laughs) I think once I came on campus and I did a tour, I just knew right away. Um, Just so many different ways you could get involved, um, the different groups, and um, Dubuque, I've just grown to. I'm not a native of Dubuque, but a native of the area, and Dubuque is just more beautiful the more you learn about it and you spend more time here and I think a lot of Loris grads are catching on to that yeah absolutely I think it's something we all have a point of pride yeah. with too <laughs> having spent you know at least four years you know in this area whether you came from far away yeah. or close by people always yeah. enjoyed their time here that's awesome so as you mentioned basketball was one of the reasons mm-hmm. that you kind of stepped your foot in the door at Loris through recruitment with that um, but while you were at Loris between dance marathon and basketball campus ministry, student governments, all in all a pretty well-rounded Duhawk, also a pretty busy Duhawk, I'd imagine. <laughs> um, how did kind of your experience in those different co-curricular activities help you both with like time management and relationship building, which are two skills I'm sure are important mm-hmm. for you now? Yeah, I think the biggest thing would be when considering what groups I wanted to be a part of was what I really wanted to push myself to get out of my comfort zone because I was in my comfort zone by kind of picking a college close to home. So I wanted to see how I could get out of my comfort zone once I got in college. So I could have easily stayed just on the basketball team with my group of girls and roommates, um, but knew there was other areas I was passionate about. And I was like, how can I 
kind of get uncomfortable because I know from those types of experiences is where we see a lot of personal growth and I'm all about the cheesy self-help and personal growth books but um those are ways that I really push myself out of my comfort zone. For sure. Very entrepreneurial skill sets, <laughs> which I'm sure applies well to your work as a real estate yeah. agent now. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Do you feel like you had, um, you know, lots of exposure to different kind of groups of friends and pockets of people because of all those other activities? Like you said, branching out of the basketball team. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think other than I might've had a teammate in campus ministry with me. Mm-hmm. No, I, there was no crisscrossing of groups of people. So dance marathon gave me a different set of friends and connections and same with campus ministry for the most part and, um, basketball all separate. Um, so yeah, I think that that laid a really good groundwork for post-graduation life and not being afraid to get uncomfortable. And I've learned to really enjoy seeking out the discomfort and meeting new people like face-to-face human interaction. I've just really found, uh, really drives me. That's awesome. So as you were getting involved on campus, that was a a conscious decision on your part to be like, I'm going to try a bunch of these different activities and meet a bunch of different people. For students that, you know, might be at Loris now, do you have any advice on kind of how to maybe have the courage to step into those new circles or try something new? Obviously, it was something that you were motivated by, so it kind of pushed you. But um, for anybody that might be hesitant or unsure of how to Mm -hmm. get involved, do you have any advice on that? Honestly, I would always tell myself, just rip off the Band-Aid. Like, just try it. And if it doesn't work out or you're stretching yourself too thin or you can't, you're finding yourself, you can't commit to 100% of yourself to this group, you can always step back. Yeah. Um, I think that we think if we jump two feet in, there's no getting out. Um, but luckily, the things that I did step into, um, I really enjoyed. Uh, basketball I stayed with for a couple of years, endured some injuries and a lot of just things that didn't end up working out but that uh, stepping back from that allowed me to be more involved in the in the campus things and just be a student because being a student athlete is amazing in its own way but just being a student and getting involved in other things was just as eye-opening for me um, and opened a lot of doors too that way. Absolutely. I think there's a, a huge opportunity that a lot of Duhawks can relate to about the fact that, you know, Loris has so many different activities, but because of the way that I think kind of like our liberal arts education mm-hmm. is structured, you have a lot of flexibility too yeah. to like step out and try different things um, and maybe find something totally new that you didn't think you'd be interested right. in. Or so. meet, it's all about the people here. Like mm-hmm. Duhawks are such a unique group. Um, of individuals and no matter what organization you get in you really meet people that just stick they stick to you um post-grad and through different and you run into them in the most random scenarios so yeah for sure friends for life I think yeah a lot of people <laughs> end up finding in those college years and yeah. especially at Loris where we have you know a compact campus and yeah. smaller class sizes and you yeah. know really tight-knit teams and right. you know extracurricular activities and stuff so right that's awesome I think um through trying all of those different things, you must have gotten used to adapting, right? To like new environments and new mm-hmm. people and new change. And as you look at your postgraduate life for the past five years now, um, you've gone from being an account manager at a health insurance company to rocking the real estate <laughs> world, which is two different areas that may not necessarily relate to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share with us a little bit more about when you felt like it was time to switch careers and how you kind of started building a new one? Yeah. So, Um, I think COVID and this 
probably resonates with a lot of people. COVID makes you really reevaluate and puts things into perspective. Um, what's important? What do you really like doing? What's kind of not filling your bucket right now? And um, I loved my position um, as an account manager with health and wellness. And I was like, this is my dream job. Um, work nine to five, kind of leave work at work and be home and present at, at night. But when COVID hit and we'd actually moved to Colorado for my husband's um, graduate school, I was 100% working from home. And my little 700 square foot apartment that cost a million dollars a month in Denver, Colorado, um, in my little corner that I would go to work to every day. And I had a client book of business. I love my coworkers. We were doing Zoom happy hours and all that fun stuff. We made the best of the situation. But again, perspective was I started, you know, it starts to get dark. Like you, I'm not getting that human interaction that I said is what really fills my bucket. And, um, it was actually a Duhawk that reached out to me and asked me if I'd ever considered real estate, like mm. randomly. Never once growing up did I say, I have such a passion for selling houses, like sure. selling four walls, um, getting my sign in a yard. Um, but when I started to learn more about you know, how I could actually build my business around people and not houses. And I started to think about pros and cons. And I went a little bit part-time into real estate while I kept my full-time account management job. Uh, it just opened my eyes to a client relationship business that I did not even know was an option. Because when you're at school, and I think people who go into the business major in college are like, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be a doctor. What the heck am I going to do <laughs> with sure, my sure. life? Um, so I was really fortunate with that account manager position. But um, looking at a human one-on-one -on -one people interactive job and career and a type of career that you get out what you put in. So if sure. you're going to work pedal to the metal, which unfortunately is kind of the only speed I <laughs> have <laughs> to a fault sometimes, um, the Duhawk was Celia De Silva. She ran track here at Loris, and she's in Milwaukee. And um, she just asked me if I'd ever considered it. So I picked her brain a little bit on what she likes about the career and um, jumped into feed and never looked back. I've absolutely fallen in love with the career. So they don't. The two positions didn't really relate, but the parts I loved about my account management job were the people were taking loads off of people, guiding people through different processes and just taking that off their plate for them. Um, transitioning that into another 100% people business, helping them through one of the biggest purchases of their life through different phases of life. Um, whether it's your first home, you got engaged and you're again, buying a different home, you're having a baby, like, there's so many cool things um, that this career has opened me up to. And I'm really fortunate that that Duhawk reached out to me that one day. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing how that happens. And you build those connections that end up transforming into something else that it's you just might never expect. But also, um, COVID obviously presented a unique opportunity for yeah. you to sit and do some self reflection. And people may not always have such a kind of jarring time in right. their life to make those adjustments. And so it's really good to spend some time yeah. self-reflecting on like, what do I enjoy and why do I enjoy it? Exactly. You know? And I think that goes back to, um, 
our experience at Loris too, where I think when you have the opportunity to try so many things, you start finding those common threads of, oh, I like people, right? Yeah. I like being with people and talking to Most people and helping people. people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that translates, you know, later in life to a career in real estate yeah. for you. Yeah, so. for me it did. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, on top of all of that, that you've uh, been doing over the past five years, you and your husband, John Bergmeier, who graduated in 2017, correct? Yes. Um, you just welcomed a baby girl. Yes, we did. Yeah, just a couple months ago. And so what has life been like with your newborn, Annie? Um, it's hard to put into like a single word, and I could probably go on forever, but I think the two words that best describe it is beautiful chaos. Like it is every day you don't know when she's going to sleep, what kind of day she's going to give you. Um, but the fact that she's ours and we made her is just so surreal. Um, yeah. You have all these moving parts in your life before you have kids. And they're all good moving parts, but you feel it's, it's again, chaos. Um, and the minute she's born, it just all goes away. And it's like, I, you don't even think that could just go away. Like your social life, your girls' nights, your gym time, CrossFit, all of that, it just comes to a halt. And for me and that my time of life, that was so awesome to be able to pause those things and really be present um, and focus on one thing. I don't think anything in your life really challenges you to do that until yeah. you have a, a human you're in charge of <laughs> yeah. like being present is a lot harder than a lot of people think or realize and giving birth to her has really done that I'm really grateful for that so beautiful chaos um and wouldn't change a thing yeah <laughs> well I'm sure that's another one of those big opportunities to sit down and figure out yeah. what I really care about and what we totally. love you know dedicating our time it's to. like cleaning out your closet take everything out of your closet and just yeah. put back in what you wear yep. um every day what's practical what is a priority what makes sense um so yeah, that's kind of the way I put it in perspective. That's amazing. Well, congratulations Thank you. on behalf of all of us. We're super <laughs> happy for you guys, and she's absolutely beautiful. Um, so as you're you're kind of finding time for things again and adjusting to life as a mom and all of that, um, do you, you know, how are you kind of staying connected with your Duhawk friends? Mm -hmm. Obviously, some of them are probably far away and mm -hmm. some of them are close. Uh, and do you have any advice for other young alumni that are kind of struggling with that life post campus where we all used to be living, you know, in the same building or a block away? Mm -hmm. And then now we might be scattered all over. So how are mm -hmm. you kind of staying connected with people? Social media. So I know everyone has their own opinions on social media. We have every right to take social media in whatever direction we want to take. So you're responsible for that if you want to take it in a negative approach. I love social media for the fact that I can keep rooting my people on from afar. Um, I know you can send a text message, but social media gives you that opportunity and window to see what are people doing? Like, what are they accomplishing? Who are they meeting, falling in love with? Like, all these different ways um, you can continue to root for them and let them know you're still thinking about them. Um, so uh, Facebook might be ancient to some people, but it is my favorite um, because that's where I think people post a lot of the bigger updates and... Um, just seeing my online connection and relationship that I foster just comes back because when people come back into town and want to grab coffee, um, do hawks reach out to me for real estate stuff, like just simply because I'm a do hawk and that's where we met. And it's so awesome because growing an organic business to me, so 
has been so important where it's just people I know and the people they know and um, not paying for clients, stuff like that has been super important. And while it might be the long game for me to grow an organic business, that's totally worth it to me. Um, so having Dewhawks just whether they're not, if they're not buying a house, they're sharing my name and um, my story and my social media and everything. So it's really cool. Um, and it's an easy way to stay connected. I think if I were to give advice for someone wanting to um, reignite those relationships, all it takes is a text or a comment on someone's post or a DM and say, hey, next time you're in town, let's grab coffee. Like, don't be, I think a lot of us don't want to be the first ones to initiate kind of when you start talking to a new significant other and you don't want to make the first move, just make the first move. Yeah. Like, I think that's one thing I learned post-grad is just, it's okay to make the first move. Um, put yourself out there, be vulnerable. 99% of the time, they're not going to say no. Everyone I think is craving, especially post-COVID, yeah. is craving more friendships and relationships. Um, so, and if they're not, that's that's cool too. But um, I would say she'll, Honestly, social media is the way I've continued to foster that. And um, I love seeing and the algorithm. I mean, it's automatically showing me do hawks, I think, just because <laughs> yeah. it's creepy and knows that. Right. So I love that. Um, but I do need to refresh every once in a while because I see kind of the same people. I'm like, I know I have more than two do hawks on here. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. I think um, that makes perfect sense, too, because I think 99% of the people obviously will say yes and want to, to sit down and meet with yeah. you. But also, I think 99% of the people are going to be really glad that you actually reached out because they're probably don't thinking you the same receive, thing. Yeah, don't you want to yeah. receive a text someday that just says, hey, we should grab coffee and catch up? Yeah. Totally. And they're probably so thankful. I'm so glad she reached out because I wanted to but was afraid yeah. to for whatever reason. So yeah. I think that's really good advice to... Um, kind of step out of whatever concerns you might have in your head and just go for it mm -hmm. and try it. Um, I also was sitting here and thinking, gosh, that story sounds so familiar because I actually reached out to <laughs> Allie too via social media when I was looking at some houses. Yeah. And so she was definitely my first call and some things changed and I'm not looking for them right now, but you can bet that when I'm ready again, yeah. I'll be reaching back but out. But I love that so. we, can, we still keep in touch and you comment on my social stuff and yeah. um, that's, that's what I will never rush anyone into anything and like I said I'm in the long game so you could yeah. reach out to me about a house and then change your mind but I'm going to continue to keep that relationship because I'm always looking for friends <laughs> and absolutely um, especially in the Dubuque area we're getting better at keeping younger people so um, that's what I I just want to be more community and bringing in young people and keeping people who go to Loris UD like keep them what can we do to keep them here yeah so um yeah, that kind of went off in a million different directions, but no, it's okay. Yeah. Well, and I can definitely recommend Allie for any of you listening that are in the Dubuque area. So <laughs> I did not pay her to say that. <laughs> reach out to her for sure, for sure. That's awesome. So speaking of kind of being connected and staying connected, we've we've mentioned it a few times on this podcast so far that we've been out of school for five years now. Yeah. We graduated in 2018. And speaking of that, um, homecoming is going to be coming mm -hmm. up next month. And that is October 6th, 7th, and 8th. And it's actually our five-year reunion. So um, wow. how do you feel about that? <laughs> is that crazy? Hard to believe? Like, what are you most excited um, about? I'm kind of weird because I'm the type of person that loves I, I like getting older I love celebrating birthdays I think it's such a blessing to to do that so um I think time does fly so fast and 
being five years post-grad, it's, it's eye-opening. Like, I don't want to think about, like, how many years I'm post-high school even. Yeah. Um, but it'll be cool to come back and see, like, two, three years out of college. I think people are still finding their footing. Heck, we're all still trying to find our footing sure. five years post-grad. But a lot of us maybe have found a rhythm, have found a place to land for a little bit. So it'll be really cool to see um, where everyone landed and – um, how things are going for them in person and not just, you know, social media. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and so I can have a beverage this year. <laughs> and you can have a beverage for sure. I know Dubrew is always one of my favorite yeah. events too. And that's a really fun casual Last year way I didn't to sit go down. I'm like, I just, I can't, I don't know. That's okay. But now it's five years. So now's the perfect chance yes, because I also course. think we're going to be lucky and there's going to be a lot more people coming in town yes. for the sake of the reunion year. So, totally. you know, for those of you that are listening, whether you're five years out like us or other, you know, years out from your graduation, definitely try to make the trip to Dubuque if you can, because like she said, there's nothing like interacting mm-hmm. with people in person versus, yeah. you know, just doing it online, which is great when we can't be in person. Right. So. That's awesome. Well, I I just wanted to to check in and see, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to comment on about, you know, that way that Loris has kind of prepared you for where you are now um, as you're as you're stepping into this real estate game even more? Yeah, I think in high school, you don't really understand what liberal arts means. And I may not still have the perfect understanding of it. But when coming to Loris, just the way it prepares you to adapt to change, try different things. Um, you can pivot if you're on one track, you can mostly easily, you know, pivot to another and be supported with that decision. Um, and the people of course are the main ones supporting you. So I think, um, having that flexibility and openness to change and, um, having the professors being patient with me. Um, I know, I think there was a question on here, maybe a couple of staff or faculty that really um impacted my time here and one would be um the assistant coach at the time uh coach carrie kennedy who's also a loris alum she is just the brightest light i tell her all the time that i see her you see her and you just instantly light up she was a very um important person to me at loris got me through some tough times through basketball and just turned that into you know, life advice, you know, as a 19, 20, 21 year old, um, I was trying to take in as much of that as I could. And then Dr. Eller too, in finance, um, numbers do not come easy to this girl. Like, I'm sorry. And finance is one thing I just wish I caught on easier, but I didn't. And he was always patient with me. And he was also, um, our lead when we went down to New Orleans for our um, service trip. So um, it was really cool to see a different side of him there and how much he gives to the school and um, me coming into his office hours all the time. I'm like one of those people for sure. Thank goodness for office hours. Yeah. (laughs) No, Um, he never rolled his eyes when I walked in. He might smirk once in a while, but he always was willing to help and walk me through things. So um, those are definitely also two key important um, pieces that I wanted to make sure I mentioned to, um, that, yeah, helped shape me from well, my time at Loris. Yeah. I think the beautiful thing about the size of Loris too, where you really do get yeah. to know your professors personally, yeah. instead of, you know, sitting in a lecture hall with 400 people 100%. and they know your name because they, you know, graded a paper, but not because they know you as a person. So yeah. I think that's definitely a unique experience about Loris. And I can say the same where even after graduating and five years out, I'm still finding ways to kind of 
bump into and reconnect with professors, yeah. whether they have a student that's interested in a similar career path that they mm-hmm. want to connect you with or, you know, for a variety of reasons. I think it's amazing that we're building such a strong network of alumni and students in that whole vein of Duhawk supporting Duhawks that we talk totally. about all the time. Yeah. But it feels good, too, that now that we've graduated and we're, and we're young alumni, we may not think that five years out we have something to offer people, but we do. And oh, I think 100%. there's ways that we can give back to students who are, you know, curious about how to make that transition and that yeah. next step. So yeah. that's awesome. That's great. Well, uh, thanks again, Allie, so yeah. much for being on the show with us today. And for all of our listeners, don't forget to mark your calendars for the 12th of every month, where we'll be introducing the newest member of our Duhawk Dozen. Thanks to Loris College and the Young Alumni Advisory Board for sponsoring this podcast.